welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, the thirteenth of February. My name's Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How you doing, mate? Are you uh, you you're well on the road to recovery now? Getting there, getting there. A bit more match practice. Probably still a little bit bunged up and really tired on Saturday. Um, like no, I like a, I like a couple of pints after the game, but I managed one of them. I'm not to go home. I'm too tired. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm a lot better. Thank you very much, sir. Good, good. And I'm uh, pretty sleepy because I stayed up to watch the Super Bowl last night, which was very entertaining. Um, but I'm on my third cup of coffee of the morning as it just clicks over to the afternoon there. Which uh... yeah. I'll keep thinking about party. He likes American things now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the Blades, mate, they uh, they rumble on. Another win. Uh, a, a, a really good performance this time against Swansea. Um, I was... As anyone who's listened to this in the last couple of weeks, I, I'm usually quite confident with United this season, but I was extremely confident we were going to give Swansea a bit of a battering. Um, and yeah, I thought that was pretty much what we did. They are the, they are to me the can you can we play you every week team? Like I think yeah. if we played a 46 game season against Swansea, we would probably get about 1500 points. I think <laughs> we would win every single game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's a, a hat trick of Welsh teams beaten this season, which I, I don't know if that's happened in our, our history before because we mm-hmm. probably don't come up against them all that often uh, in the same yeah, season. But, yeah, um, maybe in the, in the old fourth divisions when Swansea and Cardiff were down there. I don't know if Wrexham were in there at the same time. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe even, I don't know, no, maybe Tidville's not been up there. Been so, but anyway. Tidville, that's a, that's a deep yeah. cut, that one. I know, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Where's Newport? Where is Newport? Yeah. It is in Wales, yeah. I, I... Yeah, so it was Newport where another team were in the league at one point, weren't they? So anyway, yeah. anyway. completely yeah, boring. <laughs> How, uh, what did you think of that game on Saturday? Easy, just really, really easy. Uh, the first 10 minutes, Eggie turned to me and he said, Fort Burns said this was going to be easy. <laughs> uh, because cup, obviously, cup they, yeah, I thought they started uh, the better, to be honest, without really doing anything. I weren't really concerned. Uh, I thought they liked anything. Oh, it might be a bit tougher than you know you thought. As soon as we got that first goal... The only disappointment is it could have been five or six on another day, but I, I'm not going to complain at all. I think it were really happy that we put on a performance as well, because obviously there has been some sort of grumbles about you know getting the results, but the performance has not been great. And I think setting us up for Wednesday night to put in a performance like that, you know, and getting the result as well was was excellent. And it was almost identical to last season when we played them. Yes, it's uh, it's funny that you know Swansea yeah. have a very particular way of playing, which they. Uh, played against us last season and got obliterated and yeah. uh we'll do it again yeah <laughs> what can go wrong what does that exactly the same things can go wrong um yeah maybe we'll just talk about swansea quickly uh just their, their style of play and then we can talk more about united in the actual game but uh, this uh, this it drives me insane this i were uh, angry i'm glad you're angry because uh, i were angry with swansea i were angry last season with swansea uh, we did a pod last season where we were both going, what are they doing, Swansea? And I was exactly the same. I said, what are you doing, Swansea, today? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I, I get they have this, they're very committed to this style, mm. but it doesn't work. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't, 70% of the league is going to bully you, and that's why you're, where are they, like 15th or something like that? Like, mm. they're going to win enough games where they don't go down. They'll have a couple of games where I bet they look amazing. And, yeah. you know, potentially against a, I don't know. I was, th- I was thinking, like, you know, say they were going up against Spurs or something in the FA Cup. I, I could see them sort of beating Spurs because, and you know, everyone, mm. you know, mm. getting all the plaudits out and stuff just with the the nice intricate football that they play. Yeah, but yeah. You just they're so easy to bully, and we 
we're just perfectly set up to do that against yeah. them. You know, the the work rate of uh, and Jai particularly, but then you look mm. at you know Berger and Makati stepping forward low, and Bogle were playing really yeah. high. You've got the aggression of the back three. Like we were so high, no mm. one was the probably the furthest forward I've seen them all season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, so I, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't get what they're trying to do. I think I said this last time we played them. If Russell Martin was our manager and trying to do this, it wouldn't last three months. Like it, no. it would be our fans would absolutely not stand for it. I could not. Believe my eyes, seeing the Swansea fans applauding Russell Martin at full time. Yeah, so I was like, "That's." Pathetic. I think there's been a bit of stuff going on behind the scenes, haven't they? Where they didn't get anyone in on deadline day. I think they were promised. I think Russell Martin felt that he were promised, you know, money for deadline day, and they didn't get it. Hmm. So there's been a bit of a hoo ha about whether he's going to walk or not. So whether that, you know, we're just them saying, you know, almost like a dig at the board by praising him. I'm not sure, but I see people say that. Oh yes, one you know you just haven't got very good players. You can't really blame them. But I'd say that they've got better players than Hull and Preston. I don't think they're a terrible side. You know what I mean? And I think if they're a bit more pragmatic, I mean, so it's wide open. They could have easily been where Blackburn are. A hundred percent. Could not agree more with everything you just said there. Yet I think they have some really good players. I think Fulton mm-hmm. is excellent in midfield. Grimes is. Yeah. Grimes is slightly infuriating because it feels like he's. And I guess he's like Leon Britton 2.0. He sort of refuses yeah. to pass it further than 10 yards, but he is very yeah. good at doing that. Uh, I think Cooper's a good player as well. And then yeah. what Perot's got like, yeah, you know, he scored, he scored 20 last season or thereabouts. And he's, I'm pretty sure he's in double figures this season. Yeah, Defence is fine. Keeper's decent. What you said about just being slightly more pragmatic, like this is the championship. Mm. 20 teams are exactly the same, basically. Maybe not 20, maybe 15 teams are exactly the same. If mm. you just... You know, just to sort of like um, sharpen those those fine margins a little bit. Yeah. You can be like Blackburn, as you said. You, you don't have to finish 15th playing, you know, having 70% of the ball every week. You could tilt the odds slightly in your favour by just changing how yeah. you play very, very slightly and not... They only play really good football, like really passing football. But for a start, they've got better players than pretty much everyone else in the league, if not better than everyone else in the league. And for two, they can mix it up as well. They've got yeah. like people like Ashley Barnes, you know what I mean, who they could go a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What I think is so frustrating from it's just this like Swansea pod, isn't it? But I think what's <laughs> well, so we'll get it out of the way now. But yeah, go yeah. On. What's so frustrating watching Swansea is that I just don't see how it's ever going to work unless you buy eleven better players, basically. Unless you get the same players that Burnley have got, how is this ever going to work? You haven't got the players to do it. Yeah, it's it. I mean, obviously, as a United fan, I'm delighted they did this, but it's like, look. Mm. What was it, last February, maybe last March? You played every goal kick short, and I thought we were going to score every time you took a goal kick. And yeah. we're going to do the same against you in this game. So yeah. maybe just try and do do it a little differently and make it a bit harder for us than just like passing us the ball 40 yards out every time. I mean, yeah, I, I found it. I, I'd find it infuriating if it wasn't our team like benefiting it from it. But yeah, I was uh, delighted to, you know, contrast with like Rotherham, for example, just. Delighted to play a team that just want to keep the ball in play and <laughs> want to take a load of risks with it near their own penalty area. And yeah, yeah, we've got our, our players absolutely amped up for it. And um, yeah, three yeah, nil did not flatter us in the slightest. I thought, um, yeah, that's that's enough about Swansea themselves. <laughs> I just 
Uh, like I said to you after the game, I just, I just feel like Frank Grimes from The Simpsons with them, where I just I can't quite understand why no one else is seeing not not literally no one, but why the majority yeah. of people don't see what I'm seeing with this team. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah that's yeah. very nice, but it's not working. Like, what are you doing, you insane yeah. people? Who no, knows? Maybe next season they'll storm to 100 points, but I, I, I doubt it. <laughs> Maybe it's more likely Russell Martin leaves, but we'll see. Yeah, I think so. It's like Barnsley made the playoffs like what two years ago, and they got yeah, relegated. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. And I know they were like the other extreme, but you do, it's not enough to me to say, oh, we don't have good enough players to, fin- to you know, have a tilt at promotion. Well, you know, I think it's I think it's one way of having it. You know, I don't think there is a right way to play. I've said this a couple of times in here. It looks nicer and stuff, and you might feel a bit more technical if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you might feel like you've got a bit, you know, maybe a a bigger a bigger frame to aim at if you know what I mean. If you're playing that sort of football, but at the same time, the fact that they, they don't change it at all. I just think it's bad management, to be honest. I don't think it's always sticking to his principles. Well, it's not working. No, exactly. And uh, I looked this up earlier. United, uh, we have the highest number of goals from high turnovers in the whole championship now um, Mm -hmm. with 11. Uh, No other team has more than eight and 20 teams have five or less. So that that just shows you how good we are at winning the ball high and scoring Mm -hmm. goals from it. And yeah, Swansea thought, hey, do you know what's a really good idea? if we just let United do that to us for the whole game. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair to Swansea, they had probably the first... Uh, well, as you kind of said, you know, they they looked pretty impressive for the first 10, 15 minutes or so. Yeah. They had a, a double save from Wes, if you want to call it that, where... Yeah. Um, He's dealing with that, though, isn't he? He'd yeah. been really disappointed if he'd have let that in. I thought it was good keeping to punch away the second one, mm. if you like, like, to react quickly and just punch it straight away from danger before they could have a proper chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, a few minutes after that, Berger strokes in a beautiful goal. And yeah, uh, a, yeah that that really from then on, it was, it was just all United, wasn't it? But yeah, what a, what a silky finish this was. Does that inc- Caressed it in. <laughs> oh, there's that incredible angle from, I assume from the south stand, like pitch, pitch side, which is... Yeah. The camera's like panning along, like in in parallel to the uh, the pass, and then oh, Berger just slides it into the corner. It's mm. fantastic. Great build up play as well from um, Bogle. Yeah, Makati Bogle and Jai. I think I think any time we have a move that has Bogle passing to Makati, passing to Njai, passing to Berger, yeah. or or some combination of those four, it's gonna go pretty well for us. Yeah, and, um, yeah, this is one of them. Uh, I thought he had a, a really good game, Berger, building on you know a good one midweek against Wrexham as well. You, uh, what, what about you? Yeah, lovely stuff. I think it, a goal befitting of his fantastic looks. <laughs> uh, I think, it, yeah, it was really, really nice goal. And I, and I think things like that is, we take that for granted almost. Swansea are almost trying to do that, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So that sort of little passing move, you know, quick passing and stuff really quick. Off the ball were really good, getting into space and stuff. And we seem to do it with ease. And and, and I do think he gets overlooked, the amount of good goals that we've scored this season. Mm, yeah, that's been some good ones. Yeah, so great comment on the United subreddit. Um, build the build the statue for Sander Berger. Not that he really deserves it. I just think it'd be a damn fine-looking statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. But yeah, it was a beautiful goal from a beautiful player. Just, uh, yeah, caresses it into the corner, as you say. Um I love that touch from Bogle in the build-up. I, I was convinced. I don't have the best view of that like specific bit of the pitch because I've got a cop pillar in my way, but yeah. I was convinced Bogle got fouled twice in the build-up to this. But yeah, nothing. Yeah, good. I can see what you mean, actually. Yeah, but then again, this, just straight after this, I think Bogle committed a foul. Do you know when he set up sharp? 
Oh, do you? So I haven't seen that back on the highlights, yeah. I've, I mean, I've not myself, actually. I've seen the aftermath. I've not actually seen the foul. It, on the highlights, it just cuts straight to Bogle, you know, running up the wing. But yeah. I thought that were a foul, to be honest. A bit um, shot and it score anyway. Obviously, a decent save from their keeper. Yeah, that was an unreal bit of play by Bogle. That just, yeah. It was like their, their team had just given up on it. It's like, whoop, I'm going. See you later. Yeah. It just runs past it. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, oh, we've, we really do have some good players in this team, don't we? I'm, I've just... Yeah. I've just got the team like lineup in front of me and just seeing yeah, those four players I mentioned, Bogle, Berger, McTee and Jai. Every time one of those has got the ball at the minute, I'm really excited. I think McTee's really come on in the last I guess since pretty much since that Cardiff away game when he came off the bench, you know, just for the World Cup break. Yeah, I think uh Is that right? I think so. I thought he came on at half time. I can't I, you've I've lost my yeah, I, I really don't know, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did, didn't, yeah, he did, he did. That's right. He came on for our blaster, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then he, yeah, he went clean through after about one second. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But yeah, all four of those capable of running at defenders and causing all sorts of problems. And yeah, they all did it to to some extent in this game. Mm. Um, yeah, that that did end with Sharp having a chance. Um, deflected and then saved by the goalkeeper. I mean, that was... Yeah. It must have been like 30 seconds after we'd taken the lead or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't it? far away, yeah. 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 Um, but then we did double our lead and the contrast between Sander Berger's uh, <clears throat> caressed finish <laughs> and Jack Robinson's... I was absolutely howling after this hit the net and then I saw the replay and it just got even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> he completely destroys the ball into the net, Robinson. Um Mac- I think I've shared it before where there's that computer game, I think it's called Football Champ on the Amiga, where if you get a ball in a, in a certain place at a certain time, it does a super shot <laughs> and it like, sends the keeper through the net. It reminded me of that. <laughs> like, I'm surprised the netting was still up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, McAtee wins a free kick on the edge of the box with a, another nice sort of turn and run. Yeah. Norwood, a brilliant free kick, smashes it against the crossbar. I thought that was in. Um, I did, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Robinson... I think the thing I like most about it is he has this he has a run up at it. It's almost like he's been told beforehand yeah. this is exactly where the ball is gonna drop. So <laughs> start sprinting now and yeah, he, uh I think he probably knows he's gonna get clattered by the defender, Robinson, but he don't care, does he? He just no, smashes in, it into the net. Yeah. I, I love it. I, lo- I do you know what, in a way, I like that goal as much as the burger goal, just for the sheer brute force of it. <laughs> yeah. The contrast. Honestly, I was, I was laughing my head off, like, you know, in the celebration, if you like. I just thought it was so yeah. funny the way he just absolutely... Could have had an hat trick, couldn't he, old JLT? Yeah, I thought he was <clears throat> outstanding in this game. I'm trying to, I, was... I gave him the man of the match. I know a lot of most people have gone for Bogle, but I actually gave it Robinson after the game. Yeah, I thought Bogle had a slightly... Not that good for sort of 25, 30 minutes, to be honest. But um, yeah. I thought he was good. He, he was, was really good overall, good. yeah. Eight uh, out of ten or whatever, but I did, I, Robinson for me, I thought were pretty much faultless. Yeah, I did, so I kind of paused there because I was gonna, I was, I was sort of wondering to say might have been his best game for us, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure. There might have been other ones that were that were better, to be honest. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah, obviously when a when a you know when a player scores a goal, that kind of you know bumps bumps their mark yeah. up a little bit. But yeah, I just thought everything he did was was excellent, defensively great. Some of his. Um, uh, his passing in the in the final third was really good. I've as had well. to say, I think it's the definitely the best we've seen him in the final third mm. since he's played for us. He looks re- 
I think he's getting a lot of confidence. I think he, he's been fantastic. I didn't see all the Rotherham game, but he looked our best player in that game from what I saw. Um, I thought he was really good against Wrexham. Uh, in the obviously in the in the home home tie if you like and then um, and, and Hull as well he was solid and I think he's really in confidence at the moment you can tell he's passing and stuff he's trying a few he's going forward a lot more than he normally does yeah and looking forward with the ball as well I mm. I, I know some United fans um, you know I see it on social media mini heart attacks when you know the ball gets passed to him but I I, mm. I don't have that anymore I know he's you know <coughs> I don't want to I don't want to jinx him because he's he, I don't think he's an amazing passer he might well pass it straight to the opposition in the next game yeah. but. Yeah, he, he he does look more confident on the ball. A lot more, you know, clever little forward passes into the feet of McAtee and and low down that left hand side and and sharp as well while he was out there. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was was really outstanding. Probably the only thing he did wrong was his long throws actually in the first half. Where he... That were brilliant. That I mean, that was one of the worst throws I've ever seen by, by anyone. It was like nowhere near the box. <laughs> Straight out of play. After spending ages polishing it with a towel as yeah. well. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was the only thing he did wrong, I think. Um, in the second half, he hit the post as well from that, yeah. that free kick. I, I... Really good effort, that. Keeps it down. Obviously, a lot of people just lash at that, especially defenders. Mm. And, it, and he doesn't, he controls it. And oh, it was so, because it's in, inside of the post yeah. as well, isn't it? So, yeah. It was a fantastic yeah. effort. I mean... Yeah, that's mm. such a hard skill to do on the run and taking it full on the volley and yeah, proper proper places it towards the ball. I actually think it. he should have done better with that header. You know, the yeah. header where he sort of softly and I think he knew that he was quite mad with himself after he's like, Oh because I think if he gets a little bit more contact on that, it's probably gonna be unstoppable really. Mm, yeah, it ends up sort of just skimming into the keeper's arms, doesn't it? Yeah. Um but yeah, that was a fantastic effort from the um on the volley. I mean mm. I don't know I, I presume that's how we drew it up. Like we you know, we as in, we we planned it to land yeah, to on Robinson's yeah. foot on the volley. <laughs> we were interested because as soon as the like when the free kick were being taken, I was pointing saying there's no one on Jack Robinson at all mm. here. Like they just left him completely, and uh, I didn't expect him to do like a half volley down into <laughs> yeah. the post. Yeah, possibly could have controlled it, I suppose. But no, it's a it was a great effort. Um, yeah. Berger had like a good sort of shot on the run that was a really good tackle, I think, by uh, yeah. Wood. I think it was number twenty three. Yeah. Um, to stop that one, uh, Egan had a, a good header on target that the keeper saved. That were a fantastic header. That were like a bullet. Like that's what you want him to do, isn't it? Like mm. some more of those headers, like just full pelt bang. Yeah, but unfortunately, keeper saves it. And then McBurney was on at this point. He has one really well saved on the line from that next. That corner. were a really good save that because mm. he got up as well to you know to keep hold of the ball. That were a better save than I think he might have before the melee. That were not it. I think it was. Yeah, um, and we I've sort of straight away from mentioning the referee here but uh, uh up to this point um but yeah robinson goes down in the the like trying to turn in the rebound and it's it's pretty clear he's getting wrestled to the floor you know his shirt's coming off his back as yeah. seems to happen with increasing regularity with you know <laughs> at the minute um and a melee breaks out and uh, yeah. fortunately nobody gets sent off he gets a yellow card and i'm not sure it was who he was tangling with it might have been uh, Cabango, i think number 5 i like i don't know who were watching it like like a teacher who's scared to get involved at school. You're like watching two lads fight and he's just sort of like, I'll just wait for him to finish. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how it was. Yeah, it did. that did make me laugh. Um, I will, yeah, I will say, because we, oh, we are almost certainly going to criticise Matthew Donoghue in a moment. Mm. I thought I thought he did actually handle that well. Like I said exactly the same. And I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying this because you've said it. I said, 
Everyone was going, what's he doing, referee? I think he did it completely right. He, he had a look, waited to see what was going on. If he saw anything, you know, the guys are going to be off. So Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it looked like yellow cards were the correct call there. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah I think that was his best. Well, we've always said he gets the big decisions right. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, yeah, McBurney is on uh, sharp, picks up an ankle mm. injury, which... It looked good. It, it didn't, did it? I, I thought at the time this was, like, pretty innocuous. Yeah, you know, I thought you were going down because they'd just gone down with an head injury. Yeah, uh, a couple of minutes before, and then we it, Sharp went down, and I think you know he's just sort of you know playing for time a little bit here. But then it was quite evident fairly quickly that I mean it took ages to get off. I I went to the toilet and came back, and he was still you know like <laughs> on the thing. So yeah, yeah, that was seventy two minutes. Um, yeah, that's didn't look didn't look great. I mean, yeah, he walked off under his own steam, if you like. But uh, yeah. it sounds like an ankle injury, which I believe he had a problem with earlier in this season, didn't he? Yeah, against Middlesbrough, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's fair to expect that he's probably going to be out for a little while. Um, I suppose on the plus side, this was the last game of Jebison's suspension, mm-hmm. so uh, at least yeah. we do get a viable striker back in. Um, it is going to be. I mean, I know he's not been playing great, sharp, and. Even in this game, I don't think it was particularly fantastic or anything, but it's another option, isn't it, gone? And Sula's still out by the sounds of it with his jaw, yeah. so we are a bit thin on the ground again, and we're never sure with McBurney, are we? I mean, he looks fit enough, <laughs> but we'll see, obviously, what happens with him. I don't know if McBurney ever looks fit, to be honest. Well, yeah, it looks McBurney fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, McBurney is on for Sharp, and 89th minute, after he'd had that one saved on the line that led to a uh, led to a big goal line melee, uh, he does. Yeah. He does finally, finally get a goal against Swansea, and it's it's all about uh, that fella Jaden Bogle again. Who, yeah. weirdly, is like playing central midfield at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the slowest runs I've ever seen. This terrible defending. Yeah. Bogle, not not taking anything away from Bogle because he does really well, but it's appalling from Cal Norton. It's not great from Cal Norton. He just uh, sort of half pulls out of a challenge, doesn't it? But yeah, mm. Bogle essentially. Goes past three players into the box, goes around the goalkeeper. As a real, got to give a lot of credit for the the composure to pick out Ben Osborne. You know, like just a, yeah, a nice yeah. calm pass to Osborne in the six yard yeah. box, and his shot gets blocked. And yeah, there's McBurney to knock it in on the goal line. Is that his what tenth league goal of the season? I think. I think so. Yeah, and considering like how long he's been out injured, you know, all the beginning of the season, and then a massive chunk in the middle. It's a really good return. Yeah, no kidding. So that's that his first league goal since um, Burnley, right? That's right, yeah, because after the Rotherham game is when he got injured. I don't, he started one league game since, I think, hadn't he, away at Rotherham last week? Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right, yeah. Um, so 3-0, that all works out. Like, apart from the sharp injury, the fact that we didn't have to, you know, you could you could give McBurney 20 minutes and he gets, um, <clears throat> he gets himself a goal. You know, we don't have to bring him on too early. You know, we're taking Bogle and... Um, a burger off towards the end. We could get yeah. Max, uh, excuse me, get John Fleck back on the pitch. Fleck, as well. yeah, that were. I mean, again, he's not the most. You know, uh, people aren't going to be excited about Fleck coming back, but I think that could be a big boost for us if he can keep fit because he's another option in midfield and he's a experienced head. And I think we, you know, we are, Doyle's out again. Don't know what's up with Doyle, and all of a sudden we look quite stocked in midfield again. Whereas the last couple of weeks ago we had to play Ben Osborne there. Yeah, I uh, actually forgot about Doyle. Um, Said this before kickoff, but this is our strongest team, bar McBurney for um, for Sharp and uh, R and D. I'd say as well if he's yeah, that's a fair shout. Although uh, 
Oh, maybe, yeah, because JLT's playing so well, isn't I think it? that's yeah. be- I think that's become a bit closer to a toss-up than uh, yeah. than I would have thought maybe yeah. two months ago. Um, but yeah, that, that bodes well, because obviously we've got some big games coming up. Uh, you would expect McBurney will start on Wednesday um, yeah. uh, against Borough. And uh, yeah, having uh, having a team with this many strengths out there at a kind of crucial run of the season is uh, a very big deal indeed. Um, As I said, the only slight worry for me is the, the striking positions. Just purely if if McBurney picks up, you know, this ankle flares up again, hmm. we're going to be down to Jebison and Endai, you'd have thought, for a, a good chunk of the running. But, you know, if he keeps fit, I, I, it's, it's as good as... We, it's better than I thought we were going to be at this stage. When we, you know, when we uh, had all the injuries... Earlier on in the season, we now only really got Brewster and Norton Davis out long term, and then Doyle or whatever is happening with him. You know what I mean? But we, we can't really complain with injuries. No, not really. Yeah, bench looks you know fairly fairly decent, doesn't it? Kieran Clark's back on there. Uh, cool. A big player's going to miss out soon. Whether it might be cool the ball, who's been really good last week, mm. but if Doyle's back, for instance, um, yep. a big player's going to miss out. And we're only like three weeks ago, we had Brooks on there and Marsh and Starbuck and yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I think that's Koulibaly's uh, league debut for us, right? His, I mean, he... I thought it came on against someone else, but you might be right. You might be right actually, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think you're right. He came on against Millwall, didn't he, in the uh, FA Cup. So I think that's his league uh, debut, yeah. yeah. Um, and just reward for his performance midweek to be fair. I know he didn't touch the ball much or whatever, but yeah. yeah. A couple of nice uh, l- yeah, flourishes of on the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was good to see. Um I thought Osborne had a, a good cameo as well off the bench. Yeah. Um, it was really unlucky not to score with the, the one that ends up being McBurney's goal. But, yeah, good. Um, this is a good game to use him in, in it, off the bench. You yeah, know, when they're st- still yeah. passing it out from the back. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, his his work rate. And I, I just I don't want to go through this without mentioning Njai's work rate. Like, Yeah, I, I've seen a couple of people. There's someone on S2 wrongly has put, uh, <laughs> oh, he's got off the boil. I don't think he's gone off the boil. I don't think he's been at his best and he's probably quieter. But I think for a start, it's pretty obvious that there's two people on him every single time he mm. gets the ball, uh, which is really noticeable, I think, in the last few games. But his work rate alone like just causes so many op- openings for other people and stuff. And this is why he's a really, really good player because no, unless you're you know, the very, very top, you know, you're not going to play well every week. You're going to have spells where you're not quite at it. And this, is, this goes for top Premier League players like Harry Cade and stuff like that. You know, they're not good every week. But his work rate alone means that he's always worth being in the team. He's not one of those players that, oh, if he's not coming off for him, then there's no point in having him in the team. Yeah. His work rate, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know, I think you could see other players, particularly forward players, sort of, uh, their heads drop a bit when the other heads go down a bit. When they, you know, when was his last goal for us now? Is, is he scored since the World Cup? Uh, yeah, Stoke. <clears throat> Stoke at home. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. But that were his first for a while. Yes, indeed. So you could see, you know, you could kind of imagine other forwards getting a bit frustrated with that and maybe... Shooting from all angles. Yeah, exactly. Maybe affecting their decision-making a bit. But to me, he just looks like exactly the same player. Um, yeah. It's just he occasionally has more players around him from the opposition. Yeah. And that and this is, is where Berger and McAtee should come in. Yeah, this is where Berger, McAtee and Bogle should come into their own. Mm-hmm. If he's taking two players out, then, you know, you've got another three match winners there. Yeah. Oh, I really do feel good about this team. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, I'm feeling buoyant after a three nil win. Where yeah, uh, another weekend where pretty much every result apart from Borough, I think, was was quite uh, favourable. That's it now. I think. I mean, Bluton are still in with a shout, obviously, but I think realistically that'll be it'd be massive if they get 
82 points or whatever. That would be an unbelievable for Luton to do. Mm. And then you've got Millwall have got two games down on Borough, which if they win both of those games, they go above Middlesbrough. Mm. So technically, there are closest rivals, you know, points per game or whatever. But realistically, again, I think if Millwall get anywhere near 82, 83, that'll be phenomenal yeah. for them. I think it's Middlesbrough, isn't it? I think it's just us and Middlesbrough. I reckon so, yeah. Not not to be famous last words, but yeah, it's... All signs certainly point that way. I think. I just don't see someone like Luton and Millwall being having the squad capable enough to go on like a seven or eight winning match run, which is what you're going to have to do to catch us now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You need to you need to rack up results like us and Burnley have been doing, and hope that that's it. We yeah, don't. yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing with Injai is um, it, this doesn't feel like a one man team to me. I mean, he's clearly our best player, mm. but. I think if you shut him down, it just opens up spaces for these other match winners as well, as we saw in this And one. this was a worry, I think, when we came back from the World Cup break. Mm. Especially QPR away, I remember saying to you, our tactics today is give it to Endai yeah, yeah, and yeah. hope for the best. Because Berg were really off for, McAtee weren't in the team, Bogle weren't, weren't in the, the team. team. <clears throat> but now it doesn't feel like that at all. I don't see it as, oh God, Endai's getting a bit crowded out, what we're going to do. You know, it's now it's like, well, he's crowded out, right, this is up to McAtee, Berger and Bogle to do something. And that's what's been happening. I can't remember a United team at this level having that that level of options. Like the, you know, the the Wilder promotion team, we only really had Duffy. I think am I am I forgetting someone? Where it was like, I guess McGoldrick as well. Where you you could just you just think like just give them the ball and they yeah they'll yeah do yeah, something yeah magic for you. I should mention by the way, you just reminded me that Baldock and Stevens are out as well when I was talking about injuries. That's true, yeah, and it would be useful to have Baldock back, in particular. I think just so we don't have to. I'd love to have Baldock back for the running, just because I don't want to burn Bogle out like we did. Sort of, well, I didn't burn him out last time; we brought him back too soon. Mm. Yes, so that would be nice. Hopefully, not too far away, but we will see. Um, right? Any uh, anything else to say about this game, or uh, should we should we have our inevitable chat about the referee? Let's go to the ref. So Matthew Donahue. United have won their last five league games that Donahue has officiated by an aggregate score of ten to one, and yet he still gets booed off every time. Yeah, like, yeah. what more do you need to know about him? I suppose. I think both managers are going to do it as well. I think both managers are going to mark him low because mm. Russell Martin got booked. Uh, I think it was out for that Bogle thing that we talked about yeah. earlier. Um, so I think he'll get a lot more from that and I think like Eckingbottom was sort of laughing saying he didn't really want to go in on him you know, he didn't want to talk about it but I think he was sort of laughing at some of the decisions I've read uh, Danny Hall's thing in the star uh, with Keith Ackett mm-hmm. where technically and, and the, what they're saying basically is if the ball's in the area and the man goes down then it does go to the goalkeeper when, when I, play is stopped though yeah this is it and my argument is he stopped the play when we had the ball outside the area twice uh, yeah, and I, there was another time as well where so Swansea benefited from three drop balls. Yeah, where we were in possession, like clearly yeah. in possession. It wasn't even up for debate. Yeah, when the referee stopped play for one of their players being injured, which most of the time, at least two of these times, it was their own players running into each other. Yeah. And they weren't head injuries either from from memory. At least at least one or two. Uh, excuse me. At least two. Of I think the one were. of them was an head injury, yeah. and that was the one that infuriated me the most because he did go down with an head injury. But Norwood had the ball outside the area when he blew his whistle. Yeah. And you're thinking, what? Well, I couldn't believe that he did. Oh, it happened like twice in about ten minutes, weren't they? As well. And then the third one was really the the icing on the um, unsavoury cake. Um, mm. 
Yeah, because that's the one where uh, I think it was their keeper got injured, wasn't it? Or or as a defender. Uh, <clears throat> I think it was a defender, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we had the ball about 30 yards out. Norwood had it at his feet. Yeah. And I, I think he might even have played a pass when the referee stopped play. And then, obviously, that, that guy gets some treatment. And it you can see our players being like, hang on, this is our ball. Like, we, we yeah. should have this. And the ref's telling them to go away and he's sort of presenting it to one of their defenders and then he changes his mind and walks it back into the box and gives it to their goalkeeper instead yeah, so that we can't yeah, do yeah, anything yeah. about it. I mean, it just looked like he didn't know their own laws. I've never seen that before where you get it wrong three times. He's the, I think he's the fussiest ref. I, don't think he, I actually don't think he's the worst ref because he's done bad refs as we saw on Wednesday night, <laughs> uh, Tuesday night, but I think he's the fussiest ref of all time. He blows for everything. Every He always has to get involved. Mm. You're like, it, it wasn't, a, it, Swansea didn't lay a glove on us. They weren't aggressive. They weren't physical. We weren't physical. They were a bit of a melee, which he actually sorted out well, as you said. Mm. And yet, he's, the, the whistle seemed to be going every two, like every two seconds. I can't be doing with him. I, I just, I, I hate this when, uh, and I had this on Wednesday night against, um, or Tuesday night, whatever it was, the, the replay against Wrexham, where it's like, where you're expected to win, like when you know you're better than the opposition, which you know that's that's what we're gonna we've had for most of our games this season. You know, we we go into it expecting to win that game, and you have an outside influence that you can't control, potentially muddying up the game and you know introducing an element of randomness that <clears throat> you don't want, basically that could overthrow the fact you have better players or play better, you know, a more successful mm. style of football. And yeah, yeah, this I just don't want to see him again. Even though we win every time he plays, and for once he he didn't give a penalty to the opposition. But yeah, yeah I, I just can't be doing with it. The the foul right at the end that he gave on Basham, like, and again he he gave the free kick sort of ten seconds and a couple of passes later, as I think and Jai was knocking it into the net. Me and my dad were just like laughing out loud. <laughs> like, what is that decision made? It's stupid. Yeah, I, I, just, I honestly one of those where. If we'd have been, do you know what? If we'd have lost, I'd have, this, this entire pod would have probably been taken up by mm. us two ranting at him. But you can laugh about it because it, it, it was so bad that we won 3 yeah. 0. But it is, it's, I mean, obviously, we've seen that. I don't know how many people have seen the VAR decisions this weekend, uh, the Premier League. I don't, what is going on? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I know the United women yesterday have one yeah, pushed off the yeah, goal well, line think, to yeah. give a corner. But the VAR thing is, I think that's inexcusable because that's what it's there for. Mm. You could sort of say Donahue is bad, but he's got something wrong here. He don't, he don't get the, you know, the the luxury of having another look. The stuff in the Premier League this weekend were just bizarre. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, stay out of the way, Donahue, because uh, he kept getting in the way of us as well in this one, which is yeah, very annoying as well. Um, yeah, hopefully we don't have him again. I just feel like there's. I think I might have said this before. I feel like there's only like five or six referees in the championship. And that's why we keep ending up with, mm. you know, Donahue and, you know, Darren Bond's all right. But I mean, <laughs> we have him like starting six or seven times this season, it feels Andre like. in it on Wednesday. Andre, Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Andre the Giant. Who actually refereed the last game with Middlesbrough. So. Oh, did I? Uh, no, no, I believe that's right. Yeah. I haven't made any big decisions in that one, to be honest. But, no. um, but yeah, let's. <clears> uh, Let's talk quickly about that before we finish off. Um, I, I think if we beat Middlesbrough, I'm, I'm moving my personal confidence level that we're getting promoted up to 99%. I just think that's yeah. that's going to be so hard to overturn. And I know you said Millwall could go 
above. Yeah, me. but I'm not really expecting. I mean, I think they're on a good run, Millwall. But they always do with this Millwall. They're always in the playoffs and they finish seventh yep. or eighth. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Every single time. Yeah. Uh, if we beat Middlesbrough, we will go 13 points ahead with a game in hand. And uh, yeah, there'll only be, what, 15 games in which to, 14 games for them, in fact, in which to, uh, to catch us. So they, they basically, yeah. they would need to make up a point a game on us for the rest of the season, which is mm. a hell of an ask for any team yeah. at any level. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a game, um, I, I think it's, it's just a really exciting game, isn't it? I mean, they, they are, make no mistake, they are a very good team. Like they are probably... Yeah. I think I think they they absolutely deserve to be third at the moment. I think they are the third best team, um, mm. but they were really good last season when they came to Bramall Lane as well, and we destroyed them. Um, I know it's a different manager now, obviously, and you know quite a few different players as well. But I'm not worried about this game. I, I think I'm looking forward to it more than worried about mm. it. I mean, maybe I'll get nervous when it comes to it, but. The fact that a draw is almost... It's not almost as good as a win, but it'd almost feel like a win, mm. if you know what I mean, in the sense that that keeps them at bay. It, I won't say it ruins their promotion outs or anything like that, but it you'd probably start thinking they're going to start thinking, well, that's going to be the playoffs then. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I don't think the pressure's on us at all. I think the worst-case scenario we lose with seven points clear with a game in hand. We beat Reading and nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's going to be a really good game, and I... I expect another. I, I, I'm really confident we're going to put in another big performance like we've done in mm. most of these big games. To be honest, you know, well, I've uh. said this before. Like, you know, Burnley come here, Fulham last season needed to win. Yep. Middlesbrough last season, I feel like we did it um, to someone else last season as well. Forest away. The only the only team the only time we have not turned up really, I'd say, is Forest at home in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we turned that around in the second, you know, in the second leg, and we went to Forest and beat. Uh, you know, a team that barely ever lost at the City Ground last season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, every big game we've turned up in, I don't think you can. I think that's probably where the experience comes through. Not, not, not necessarily that we're going to turn up this one, but it does give you confidence that, as you said, you can reel them off. Burnley, Fulham, Forest, Middlesbrough last season. You know, all these big games we have turned up in. Yeah, t- this this team. There's not a lot of stage fright exhibited by this team, and I think you yeah. know maybe some of that comes down to the consistency of selection as well. I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah. No... and they've done it. They've, yeah. they've had bigger games in this. Leeds away on the promotion season. Norwood were there, Basham were there, Egan were there. You know, Billy Sharp were there. I probably won't play obviously Sharp, but you know, a lot of these they don't they know what it's about. Yeah, uh, Maxlow obviously part of a promotion push last season. McTee, you know, he yeah. he looks uh, as you kind of expected. He looks a far cry from the sort of lost yeah. little boy of the first his first few appearances. And they've all ninety percent of them play Premier League football. You know, McBurney playing up against. Chelsea, when he scored two or two, or where it was, we already had that fantastic yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. You know, the bigger games in this, and that, that should go in our favour. But it will be tough. And if you said 1 1 now, I'd be like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Because I do think these are a good side, and I think mm. these are going to be the, the last threat, if you like, for us. Yeah, they. Uh, I think you're <clears> right that they pretty much have to win. I think a draw is. I mean, that makes it so difficult for them to overtake us, I think. Yeah. Um, well, we, we go 13 points clear with, with a win at Reading. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Reading are in awful form at the moment, aren't they? Your wife will probably testify to him. Well, uh, I mean, just running, you know, in terms of the teams trying to catch us, you just run out of games. Like, eventually, eventually yeah. you will just run out of games. I mean, there's a thing, you, you said it the other week, they've, what, Middlesbrough made up one point on us in 10 games, and I think it's 3 and 20 yeah. or something. And the only reason they've done that is because they've played a game more because of the FA Cup as well. Yeah, so um, they're not really gaining ground. It's just 
they're in great form and they have risen up the league and yeah, mm. so are we. So we've kind of just held this uh we've just held this advantage all this way along to be honest. Um and we've got some tough games coming up. This is a really important month because we've got Watford obviously, whatever you think of them, I imagine they're the sort of team who can lose to anyone and beat anyone. Mm. Um you obviously we've got Blackburn away, whatever you think of them, they're in the playoff form. We've got Norwich away coming up, West Brom at home. So it's a difficult run in, but there's nothing to suggest that we're not going to pick up enough points um, based on what we've seen so far. We've only lost five games all season. Yeah, yeah. Borough lost 10, haven't they? I just noticed that. They're, uh... Yeah, which you know, Borough are in fantastic form. And who knows if Carrick could have been in earlier or if you just had a better... Because I think their underlying numbers were pretty decent under Wilder. They were? Very similar to last... Yeah, very similar to last season when Warnock were manager and their underlying numbers were really good. Then Wilder took them on to that, to that next level. But we'll see. It should be a good game. And like I say, I'm more excited than nervous because I think... All right, we lose. It could confidence could get knocked. It could give Middlesbrough that you know everything could change. But in terms of actual facts and stats, it it doesn't really change that much as long as we beat Reading. Yeah, uh, just looking at you know I know we have some theoretically tough games to go, but uh, Middle Middlesbrough play much the same teams. You know they've also play West Brom uh, mm. away. They play Bur- uh, Burnley at home, uh, yeah, Norwich yeah, at yeah. home. There's someone else at Luton as well away. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's... well, because there's 16 games left, you've pretty much got to play. That's everyone. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I guess I'm stating the obvious there, but it's yeah. more a, um, it's more a, uh, you know, just a mental thing of like, you know, other teams have tough games as well. It's, it's not just United yeah. that have, you know, theoretically tough games still left on the schedule. Everyone yeah. Else as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think yeah, I still think we're in the position where if United win six now, maybe seven, it'll still mean that. Middlesbrough have to win every game other than three. They're going to afford to lose three in the last 16, yeah. which if they do that, that's a massive you know, massive compliment to them because even Forrest didn't do that last season. Seven wins on its own would take us to 82 points. Um, yeah, seven mm. wins from 16 games. I mean, I, I, I would fancy we can do that. <laughs> yeah, and like I say, in that, I think that would mean that Middlesbrough would have to win 15. Uh, They'd sorry, have to win 10 out of 15, yeah. 10 out of 15 yeah. or whatever it is. Just, yeah, just, to, is just to... Get to eighty-one actually, yeah. So they, they need to. Yeah, win. yeah. So they need to win eleven out of fifteen, which is yeah, massive. Yeah, fair, fair play if you can pull that off, and and we yeah. choke that one away. But yeah, I I, I don't think it's going to happen, mate. As I've been saying for weeks, I, I really am confident in this team. Uh, can't wait for Wednesday night. Uh, you know, I, I just look at our lineup and think this is a really really good team, and mm. there's so many exciting players yeah. in it. And uh, yeah, bring it on. I feel. I, I think we'll. Um, I'm more confident about playing Watford. I, I, I don't know. I feel they're a bit more smoke and mirrors, to be honest, in terms of how good they actually are. Whereas I'm not 100% sure how good... Like, Borough might be slightly better than even I think, I suppose. And maybe, mm. you know, Michael Carrick is the next Chris Wilder or something in a, in a good way. Mm. I mean, not the, not the middle spot. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's a slight element of unknown about that. But overall, um, I'm pretty confident that we can get... Uh, at least a draw on Wednesday, and uh, yeah, that will be uh, massive to to borrow a phrase from um, our cross city neighbours. Yeah, do you want to touch on the um, the off the field stuff with uh, Henry Maroos and Maurice? <laughs> oh God, I didn't even <laughs> thought about that. Um, uh, it's not a lot to say other than we nearly sold the club to someone in jail. Yeah, it's impressive, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, so Henry Henry Maurice or Maurice, however it's pronounced. Um, yeah, his, uh, he had an offer accepted on Sheffield United back in, what was it, like May last season or something? Uh, and, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and according to a report by The Athletic last week, he's been in jail since July last year, which 
is news to everyone in Sheffield. I would have loved like... if you'd have got the if the EFL had accepted it. How? What would he? What would he do? Like a a video link from his cell, sort of like <laughs> delighted to be in charge. Sheffield United, we're going places this season. <laughs> Keep it down, lads. Uh, Shouting a riot in the background, like sideshow Bob. Incredible. It's incredible. Like you say, he's an actual con man. He conned uh, Mike Ashley. Mm. He's conned lawyers. People are like, like, I'm one of them, saying, what's the prince doing here? Just do some due diligence and you won't be wasting your time with these chances. But he's conned like, actual law firms. Yeah, there's a law firm like 200 grand out of pocket because they, yeah. they just went along with it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's not a great look for United, obviously, but uh, no. clearly, you know, it's, it's not like um, you know the takeover was going through and then the FBI have knocked on this guy's door. Um, it's slightly mm. uh, distressing slash frustrating to me that nobody in our m- local media had any inkling um, about this. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I would hazard a guess that if Newcastle United weren't involved, the Athletic wouldn't have bothered doing any digging into it either. No. So we probably wouldn't never, know any no. more about it. But um, yeah, I, th- I think <clears> we'll do. We'll probably end up doing like an hour long special on this when <laughs> when the takeover. Uh, eventually happens or doesn't happen to uh, to another party. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting really fed up with this takeover thing at the moment. It's just, it's, it's, I still think it's like sort of hanging over us a bit and everything I'm reading is not good about uh, Doze. I hope he takes over and proves me wrong and everything. But, it, you know, there's so many red flags and stuff. I, I just want to know one way or the other, if he's, if he's not going to pass the test, let's just n- knock it on the head and try and find someone legitimate. We don't need a multi-billionaire owner if we're going into the Premier League. Mm. We just need someone who's, you know, stable enough to to be able to keep us up there for a, for a couple of seasons and I just don't like this idea that, you know, that we still got we can't offer anyone contracts and things like that. I think it's it's pretty crap to be honest. And then obviously the the news today about the uh, the cop being shot is another thing. He's like he's going so well on the pitch. What what are we doing? Yeah, just to uh, clarify, the cop is, isn't shut. But, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. The, the ten rows at the back, are, you're not allowed to buy tickets for, um, because well, no one really knows because the communication. I'm going to say we've, we've not officially said anything about that, have we? As far as no. which is... this is what I mean. Surely they could. They, I can't believe they tweeted out, "Get your tickets," and people have gone and gone, "Hang on." I, I literally can't call? buy. Yeah. Due to safety concerns, even if it's just something like that, you'll not be able to buy. Yeah. You know, ticket your, your normal seat or whatever it is. I'm not really, I'm not bothered personally where I sit. I just think it's a bit. I just think the communication's awful, and I don't know what's. I don't know if that's. I, I don't even know if this is down to the prince. I don't know what what's happening in terms of the day to day and betis and stuff like that. I, just, we need to know what's happening because we're losing money and people aren't allowed to sit in places they want to, and no one's really quite sure why. Yeah, I was going to hang on a bit before buying my Spurs ticket because. Um... I was hoping to sit. My brother is not a season ticket holder, but <laughs> now that now that I learn that you know thousands of tickets aren't going to be uh, seats aren't going to be available to get, uh, I'm wondering if I should hurry up and, and get mine purchased. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, we'll we'll again talk more takeover when uh, when something happens with that. Still under embargo, by the way. I had a look earlier. Yeah, yeah, still under an embargo. Uh, again, it's just like I'm really happy with stuff on the pitch, and I love going to the matches, and I forget about all this when I go to the. And then you're like, I don't know, you. The first thing you see on Twitter is like, oh, this guy, you know, his his airline company's fake and stuff <laughs> like. That. And you're like, can we just have a normal, like, just a normal owner, please? Just a, just pay your debts. Mm. Just do things normally, please. Yeah, there aren't. I mean, the thing is, there aren't that many normal owners, are there? Which is 
That's very Slightly true. That is very... Go and get my cave. Go and get my cave's number. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say just to wrap up this? Uh, I can't remember now. Never mind. So this is the worst ending to this podcast ever. But um, there you go. Uh, what do you want to plug, mate, before we finish? You, you did a view from Swansea where they were... I, I predicted they would be downbeat going into it, and I think they were yes. afterwards as well, weren't they? Yeah, very, very fair. Can't really... One of them did say, actually, I think it was the first quote I used, where, um, well, at least you had a go, did you? Oh, I don't know if you did, to be fair. You had, like, two shots. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they were, they were really fair. Um, I think it must be... I think they're in that, that, that horrible zone, aren't they, where they're not really going to go down, they're not going to go up. It's just waiting for the season to end, basically like Stoke are every season. Uh, well, I guess, but this is... Not to bang on, bang this drum again, but... This was my is my frustration with them. Like you could be better than that. You know, you don't have to accept finishing fifteenth. <laughs> you could try something yeah. slightly different, and maybe you could be a win off the playoffs, like mo- you know most of the rest of the league usually is. Um, but yeah, they they are truly uh, truly drifting towards nothingness once again this season. I think. Yeah, 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 um, and yeah. I'm not recording a, a mainly episode tomorrow. All being well, uh, mysteries that we're recording next because mm-hmm. so, we're we're out of the TV zone for a bit. So it's a bonus episode, but obviously got delayed due to me being severely ill. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Well, we're we're glad you're uh, not so severely ill anymore. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, hopefully you'll be all good to make it to the match on Wednesday. You, yeah, you made it through that one, didn't you? So you. Got a Millwall sat there. Oh, so. you are, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Bloody half six train. What am I doing? Where's half twelve kickoff in it? Yeah, half twelve kickoff on TV, obviously. But I, two massive games: Middlesbrough and Millwall. I take three points from both of them, to be honest. I prefer to beat Middlesbrough out of the two, but I think it won't be a bad return getting three points out of two, really. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, I, I very much doubt the team will have a. Uh, you know, let's just try and get a point out of Wednesday night. No. Attitude. That was no, the I thing don't. I wanted to say, actually. That was my, my ending point on... Um, Ben's final thought. <laughs> on the off-field <laughs> stuff is, like, at least we can be pretty confident it's not affecting Heckingbottom or the players. Because oh, no. they are no, no, no. playing hard and trying to win very, very well indeed. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's uh, Roy's view from .com, mate. And uh, at Panchero on Twitter, follow me at BladesPod. And uh, I'll let you get off and return to the world of work, it sounds like. (laughs) Sorry about that. We can half off and I might. I'd rather be ill. (laughs) (laughs) You need me to edit this bit out. (laughs) No, you're fine. Who cares? (laughs) All right, mate. Thanks a lot. I'll, uh, I'll hopefully see you Wednesday. Yeah, see you later, mate. Thanks a lot.